In the days when the book of Proverbs was written, cattle, sheep, and produce were the primary metrics by which a person's wealth was measured. It is not uncommon to see the sheep owner or shepherd hire people to care for his flock. Sometimes the shepherd was so into the flock that they knew them by name. Today, Pastor Landry talks with us about stewardship, helping us to understand that to be a good steward, you must be honest, open, and accountable in taking care of business. How are we all doing this morning? Good, good, good. All right, if you, if you see the way the service has gone, you'll see a little bit of difference there, am I correct? Uh, we turned everything a little bit, you know, upside down because um, the service is kind of different this morning. All right? So, um, and if you also notice, you will see that uh, Pastor Bank is not around. Uh, so we're taking a break from uh, the series he's been teaching. That break will resume next Sunday. All right? And um, he is at um, War Changers. He's a featured speaker for their anniversary. I don't know how many years now. But he's a featured speaker this morning for their anniversary. So uh, let's just, you know, hope that, you know, all comes out. All right. Uh, taking care of business. Uh, like I said again, after this uh, short message, uh, I'm going to go into some presentations. Because we said today is our family meeting. And in our family meetings, we like to bring out, you know, some information to let you know how we're doing, what we've done, and how much, you know, God has helped us. Uh, but like you have seen from uh, the uh, intro, uh, I'm talking about taking care of business this morning. And can you open to Proverbs 27, 23 for me, please? Proverbs is one of my favorite um, scriptures. Proverbs 27, 23. Because uh, Proverbs is very practical. And I have, um, I have, you know, one, one word that I've heard is that one proverb a day takes foolishness away. <laughs> so, so if you read the book of Proverbs, every day just take one dose, just take one, just read one, one of them a day, just helps you in taking uh, some kind of, I don't want to say foolishness again, I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, look at what he said. He said, be diligent to know the state of your flock and attend to your herds. All right, can you give me in the message version, MSG? And part of what we're doing today, this morning, or in this service, is to uh, bring to your notice, you know, uh, uh, what we have been doing. And uh, like the scripture says, that you, uh, uh, look at what it says, 23, MSG. Know your sheep by name. Carefully attend to your flock. All right? So, uh, this morning, part of what we're doing, or today, the service general, what we call it the family meeting, is we try to bring you how much of what is going on behind the scene, and we want you to know so that you can be a part of what is going on. And that's why we call it, you know, taking care of business, all right? And in taking care of business, uh, a lot of times, our resources, and I'm talking now both personally and, and, um, and uh, collectively as a church, all right? Now, when we're handling our resources a lot of times, 
The reason why we struggle with resources a lot of times, it's not because maybe we're not smart. It's not because maybe we're not givers. I see a lot of givers who still struggle. All right? It's not because uh, you're not favored. Sometimes it's just because you are not being obeying what this guy is saying. You can give all that you want to give. You can be favored all that you are favored, all right? If you don't get to a point where you know your sheep by name, in other words, you can name your resources, you can understand your resources and how your resources are going and coming in, all right? It's going to be a tough life when it comes to financial things. All right? And so, if you look at what um, the intro said, right? In those days, the, the, the way with which resources or wealth is measured is primarily by herds, you know, how much, you know, goats and sheep and all of that you have, all right? And look at what Proverbs is now saying. He said, be careful to know the state of your flock. MSG says, be able to name them by name. Uh, I, I have experience with, because of, you know, where I grew up. So, you know, you have all these herders and shepherds and all of that. They just move around freely in town and, and all of that. And one thing, I have, one thing I have noticed and always surprises me when I was a child is how those shepherds are connected to their flock. They are heading hundreds of flock, cow, cattle, and all of that, hundreds of them, maybe thousands sometimes. And you have only one person who's taking care of all that. And a lot of times, how, do, how does he do it? He knows them so much. All he does sometimes is to, you know, maybe blow a whistle or something, and they all fall in line. Any wonder why Jesus said, my sheep know my voice? Because it's the same principle, all right? And Jesus uh, is trying to help us to understand also by some of the examples that he gave us in scriptures that understanding our resources being able to manage our resources, being able to allocate and distribute our resources is paramount when we want to do well financially. I heard people say, okay, you give your way out of poverty. Maybe, but a lot of times the people that are poor, it's not because they're not giving. Do you know that statistics in the U.S. says, you know, the, the poorer people, people who are of lesser means are the ones who are much more generous. But why do they still remain poor sometimes? I'm not saying everyone, I'm not saying every time. Sometimes, why people are not doing well, why organizations and corporations are not doing well is because they have not taken the time, they have not taken the time to pay attention to what is going on with their resources. And I hope it's not anyone here today because it is awfully quiet today. And <laughs> <laughs> And I hope I'm not, I'm not talking to anyone in particular. I'm just talking generally. All right. <laughs> All right. So what am I saying by this? What do I mean? When it comes to spiritual, when it comes to finances or resources or money, all right, there's a spiritual side to it, which we all do very well sometimes. We know how to give, we know how to help the poor, we know how to do all of that. And there's a natural side of it, and a lot of times the way we miss it is a natural side of it. And that's why I love the book of Proverbs, because it helps us, it crystallizes spiritual things and brings them down to a place, and, and brings us to a place where we can apply the spiritual things. 
right? The Bible tells us, uh, you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. But the righteousness of God has to go to work. Proverbs will help you manage that and bring that together. All right? Uh, uh, we're seated with Christ in the heavenly places, far above all principalities and powers. But the one who is seated with Christ Jesus, far above all principalities and powers, will have to do what? We still have to, you still have to live with your friends and live with your wife and live with your husband and live with your co-worker. How do you bring that from that side to here? Proverbs will help you do it. And so there's a spiritual side to finances, to resources. And Proverbs is telling us here that one of the things that we have to do on the physical side, on the natural side, one of the things that we have to do is to take care. In fact, MSG tells us, be able to name them by name. If I pose the question today, the last $1,000 you spent, are you able to name them? Did you know where they went? How did they go? What happened to it? You know why? Because we're not taking heed to the fact that we need to be able to name them to understand their movement. In fact, you even have to tell your money or your resource where to go before it gets to your head. If you don't do that, then it becomes a problem, all right? You cannot account for anything. In scriptures, we have different examples of that. But like we said, if you are going to be somebody that really, really, really takes care of finance and you do well with your resources and all of that, once you, one, you have to be honest with yourself, right? Many of us are not really honest with ourselves when it comes to finance. We, we, we lie to ourselves, we deceive ourselves, organizations lie to themselves and deceive themselves, right? Because we don't want to know where our money is going because when, when we know where those things are going or how we are using them, then uh, for somebody like me, you become guilt-reading because you have not done it well. So instead of paying attention to it, you take your mind off of it. All right? Thank you for listening to me. I only have one support there. Thank you. Number two, you have to be open. Anything you cannot explain to anybody, is not, there's no good about it. Anything that's shelved in darkness, right? There's, it, it, it's, it, it's not good, all right? And then uh, number three, you have to be accountable, which is what I'm going to be uh, really dwelling on in the next few minutes. But before that, before, you know, before that, let me just tell you, all right, that when it comes to your resources, your finances, and, and as I'm saying your, I'm also talking about us as an organization, all right? When it comes to our resources and our finances, there's always coming a day of reckoning. There will be a day of reckoning. So whether you like to be accountable or you don't like to be accountable, a day will come when you'll be forced to be accountable. So it's better for you to deliberately and intentionally begin to be accountable. Very important. Because if you don't account to your boss, who is going to ask you someday, if you work for somebody, you are going to account to opportunities, right? Opportunities will come, and when opportunities come, and you cannot handle those opportunities, or you cannot answer to those opportunities, you know what? It's a day of reckoning, because that is telling you that you have not done well with your finances. Not opportunities. 
maybe also uh, 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 chances that we miss. All right, we, we, God, God gives us chances. He gives us He gives us uh, 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 responsibilities. And then we are not up to our responsibilities because we have not been accountable. We have not decided or we have not taken the time to be accountable. Why? Because we are always not wanting to face our reality. But until you do that, until you begin to face your reality when it comes to your resources, and you begin to take account, and you begin to look at where everything is going, then you will begin to see the increase that you want to see. Because too many of us, many times we think that, okay, uh, uh, God is like a gambler, right? You come in, you give him him, uh, $10,000, and the very next time you are rewarded with $100,000, all right? It doesn't work like that. That's not how it works. Jesus categorically tells us, all over the, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, the first four books of the New Testament, he categorically tells us that the way to more always meanders through the path to faithfulness. He that is faithful in a little will be faithful in much. So you can give all that you want to give. Now, I'm not, uh, please understand me. There's a component of, that's why I say there's a spiritual side and there is a natural side, all right? And, 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 and we have to merge both of them. We have to merge these two together, all right? To be able to get to the point where, you know, we begin to see, you know, God blessing us and increasing us. But what I'm saying is this, right? You can give all that you want to give. You do everything that you want to do. If you are lacking in this area, then chances are your progress and your uh, 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 growth when it comes to your resources, begins to be limited. And in church also, or in any organization also, when we are not faithful in the little that we have, when we are not doing the best we can do with the little that we have, guess what happens? Our resources begin to dwindle. Maybe not because more is not coming in, but because even when more comes in, we are not able to manage them well, and we are not allocating them well. So most of it will go into waste. So I'm going to, sh- I'm going to read some scriptures with, with you this morning, and you see what happens. That sometimes it's not the availability or, uh, or the lack of uh, resources that brings about problems, all right? But a lot of times it's because people don't manage what they have. Organizations and churches don't manage what they have very, uh, very uh, well. So like I said, a day of reckoning will always come. Can you open to Luke? Luke 16, starting from verse 1. Luke 16, a day of reckoning will come. All right, now this is a story, this is a story of a crooked accountant. All right, the guy's a crook. And uh, in, in his dealings, the Bible says something very fundamental that I want you to see here. Are you in Luke 16? All right. He also said to his disciples, that's Jesus now, Jesus is giving a parable. He also said to his disciples, there was a certain rich man who had a steward and an accusation was brought to him that this man was wasting his goods. Do you see that? Do you see the word wasting? It's not that the resources are not available, but the accountant was wasteful. 
And so the day of reckoning comes, which is when the master now told him, verse 2, so he called him and said to him, what is this I hear about you? Give an account of your stewardship, for you can no longer be steward. Why? Because even what was given to him, he could not manage it. And if you read the scripture down, Matthew, in, in, in Matthew, uh, the Bible says, to him that has, more will be given. And to him that has not, even what he has will be taken away from him. That's what happened to this guy. So the day of reckoning came, and why? What was this guy found in? What was the problem? The issue is that he was a waster of resources. Could not handle the resources the master gave him. Let me read verse 3 and I'll go to another one. Then the steward said within himself, What shall I do? For my master is taking the stewardship away from me. I cannot dig. I'm ashamed to beg. All right? Let's go to the next one. Uh, open to, my, uh, to Luke 15 from 11. Luke 15. That's another. So we see the crooked accountant. Luke 15, starting from verse 11. And then I'll just wrap it up. Then he said, a certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falls on me. He wanted to get his inheritance. He was spending his future before the future arrived. Because he was asking for his inheritance, right? So he divided them. Uh, he divided to them his livelihood. The father divided to them what, you know. Okay, go. Next one, 13. And not many days after, the young son gathered all together, journeyed to a far country, and there wasted his possessions. You see the word wasted again? With prodigal living. So the first guy that wasted, we saw that he lost his job. All right? Or means of, you know, uh, livelihood. The second guy, we saw that, you know, he became... Uh, poor. And then I'll just open to the third one and then I'll just wrap it up from there. And then we'll go into the presentation. All right? I have a few minutes presentation for you. Or we have a few minutes presentation. Matthew 25, 14. Matthew 25, 14. Matthew 25, 14. Uh, this is a story of uh, the, the, the talents. Jesus was giving talents to people and, and, and resources. All right, look at what it said. For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. All right? And go ahead. Uh, to one, he gave five talents. We know that story, right? Am I correct? Yeah. Do we all know the story? All right, let me see 16, uh, 17. Go, give me 17. All right. No, give me 18. 18 is the one I want. 18. Okay. But he who had received, so he gave different talents according to their abilities and all of that, right? So this, this particular scripture tells you, uh, people who do well financially, they are not doing well financially because they have a lot of money. They are doing well financially because of what they put into it. Because Jesus gave them according to their ability. Do you know that in the United States, in America, right? Uh, the richest people in America, the, uh, uh, sorry, let me put it this way. People that have made millions in America, number one, majority of them are self-made in America. All right? They're self-made people. In other words, they did not get an inheritance. They did not get a gift. They did not get nothing. They walked their way through it. 
All right? That's one thing about it. And then number two, in America, the richest people, the people in the, you know, in the top bracket of, uh, the, of, of, of the income, uh, became rich, not because they were earning you know, six figures. They became rich by being average income earners. In other words, and what's the average income earning in Nigeria? I mean, sorry, I'm sorry. That just slipped out, I'm sorry. <laughs> what's the average income in America? 55,000. So in other words, majority of people who are millionaires today in America were in that bracket, $55,000. That's all they made. So how did they come, become millionaires? Because what they had, they were able to manage it and use it well. All right? So this guy, look at what this guy said. But he who had received one and went and dug the ground. You see what he said? He's a waster again. He's a waster of opportunities, right? So he said, uh, and, and he hid his lot's money, 19. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came. That's another day of re uh, reckoning. And settled account with them. So what is all the scriptures telling us? This scripture is telling us that there's always going to be a day of reckoning, whether you like it or not. So the best thing to do is for you to be able to prepare yourself. Because when the days of reckoning come, especially when it comes to financial things, it's not going to announce itself that I'm coming two weeks' time. It's not going to tell you I'm coming tomorrow. It will just appear. And if you are not ready when to give account, when the day of reckoning comes, guess what? You will be found wanting. And in closing, I just want to see the consequences of not being accountable, the consequences of you not uh, 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 managing your resources, you know, very, very, very well. All right? Uh, uh, number one consequence we see from the crooked accountant. Right? Uh, what did he do? What did the crooked accountant do? The crooked accountant turned to unwholesome practices. Sometimes when we don't manage, manage our resources well, we turn to unwholesome practices. And that is when we start rationalizing God and what he said. Right? You do something untoward, and then you begin to rationalize. No, 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 but, but you see, the, the, the situation is, and then, you know, you, you, you try to explain God. You ration him out. What else did this guy do? And then his source of livelihood was locked up. It was locked out. It dried up. Number two, from the prodigal son, we see that his standard of living dropped. What God wants is that our standard of living should go from glory to glory. All right? It is not for us to go from glory to grass. God wants us to go from glory to glory. And we see that because the prodigal son did not manage his resources well, guess what? He went from glory to grass. Because even at one point, he wanted, I mean, the Bible tells us that he was envying what the pigs were eating. And remember what his father said. Remember what the Bible tells us, that his father was rich, a certain rich man. So he must have had things going for him. What his father gave him must have been really, really good. And then the third one that I'll I I let you, I'll tell you before I, and as I close to uh, go into my presentation is uh, from the story of the uh, uh, unfaithful steward. That's, uh, that's the other guy, um, the, 
the guy who buried the money now, all right? What did he do? What was the consequence? The consequence of that guy's action led to the fact that he started giving excuses. He was giving excuses. Now, the culture in, in, in Israel at the time was that usury or interests was not something that was okay. It was against the law. All right? It was against the law. And so because he did not do what he was supposed to do, he started telling the guy that I know you reap where you are not, where you don't sow. That's, that's, your, that's, your, that's your MO. Right? You reap where you did not sow. You just take whatever you want to take. Now, when he was working with the guy, he did not see that the guy was crooked. Yeah. But now when the day of reckoning came, he wanted to push the blame away. You know, and he did not just give an excuse. He wanted also to shame the guy that, you know, you are not, you are not that good after all. You, you, are not even a, you are not really a great guy. You are just pretending to be a great guy. All right? So, excuses. And many times, that's what, that's what happens. Oh, I remember, I remember 10 years ago. Oh, when things were good and, you know, I remember 20 years ago. Oh, you know, the time we used to fly to, you know, and all those kind of things. You, you keep referring to things that have gone and you keep excusing it away. You know why? Because today is not answering to you because you have refused to prepare today for today financially. And I hope that is not any of our story here, and I hope that is not our story here collectively as a church as I go into my uh, uh, presentation. But before I go there, before you do that, let's, let me just pray with us. Let me just pray with us, and then we'll just go quickly. It's going to be a short uh, uh, 20 minutes presentation or 30. All right, Father, we just want to thank you. We thank you for all the resources that you've committed into our hands, both individually and collectively as a church. We give you praise for everything. We know that all things, all good things come from God. They come from the Father of light, in whom there are no variableness, nor shadow of turning. We just ask you today in the name of Jesus to just shine your light in every area where we're not doing well with what you have committed into our care. And we just thank you because you give us